Tuesday. I hope everybody has had a great week so far, weekend, and a good Monday, because you guys mainly listen to this on Tuesdays, but you know, I'm not sure about everybody's listening patterns. I don't know if you guys are like on top of it every single Tuesday. I, I'm not sure. I know there's a few of you, but I, I don't know. Anyways, happy Tuesday. <laughs> Feeling a lot better, by the way. Today, I want to talk to you about the challenges associated with holding your boundaries, especially with people that you have more or less granted permission to cross your boundaries several times. Now, this is a little bit of a newer concept. Um, not, not, not the holding boundaries part, but what I'm about to talk about. When you are on a journey of self-discovery, because, and I have to, I really have to emphasize this because I have listeners, I, I look at the analytics guys, I have listeners ranging from 18 all the way up to 60. So it does not matter what stage you are in life. There will always be more to learn about yourself. Always. There's always more that could be learned. There's always more growth that can happen. And when you are knowing yourself, getting to know yourself in the state of, I want to know more about myself, you see a lot of interesting things. And I was talking to a friend about this the other day, and we spoke about boundaries. And him and I, I don't want to say that we dated necessarily, but we there was like a, a brief romantic period that I think taught us both a lot, but we're, I think we're, good acquaintances now. But we were talking about boundaries. And he had made a comment to me about myself and my own, you know, desires and my own habits and stuff. And I felt, huh, wait, hold on. You know, I was just going to kind of let it slide. But for some reason, I felt that it was very necessary to voice where I thought he was incorrect about me or where it felt there was a misinterpretation about my personality. And it wasn't because he, he personally interpreted wrong, it wrong. It was because I projected it very wrong. <laughs> so you have to understand that people won't know you as well as you know yourself. And they are mainly going to take what they see at face value. Okay? 
So I took that as an opportunity to give a little insight. And it wasn't argumentative. It wasn't angry. It was actually a really good conversation because I, I typically have very good conversations with him. Um, but I let him know like, okay, well, I learned something about myself the other day. And the reason that you saw this was most likely due to this. And it seemed for a moment that he felt a little bit bad. But then, you know, the more we spoke, I, you know, I hope that I kind of cleared it up and made it seem a little bit less terrible. Because at the end of the day, he was not my enemy in that situation. He was not the bad guy. Okay. He was a catalyst. He was the beginning of a process that I needed to go through at the time. And that's how I saw it. That's how I see it for a lot of different situations. And when you're on this journey of discovering yourself, back to back on topic, when you're on this journey of discovering yourself and, and learning a little bit more about yourself and why you might react to a certain way to certain things and being comfortable with voicing why you might act a certain way or why you might have acted a certain way that people are more or less used to seeing you act, right? You get to a place of comfort or a little bit more comfort than you might have been in the past. I know that it can be really uncomfortable to allow people to see us. To see you. It can be very, very uncomfortable to let somebody really see you. But we have to understand that letting people see you for who you are is going to be a very, very important foundation that we lay for healthy relationships with people, platonic and romantic. So being able to articulate yourself properly, being able to be open and honest, not argumentative and volatile with people is going to go a long way in the quality of your relationships. And I've spoken about this before, how a lot of people are so ready to fight, so ready to put their hands up when less is more. And this is coming from a very argumentative person. I am known among my friend groups as the most argumentative son of a bitch ever. Okay. I am known for being incredibly argumentative. And that's something that I really do want to alter about myself because I realize that all of this arguing, all of these fights, if it's, if it's serious, right? Because I think it's fun to like jokingly argue with somebody, but like seriously arguing with somebody where tensions are running high, you're upset, they're upset, arguing in the negative, right? It less is more. <laughs> the less you say, the more you say. I have conveyed more to people with less words than to people that I have sent fucking miniature novels to or had 
three hour long conversations where it went fucking nowhere. And the message is usually understood. Usually. I mean, you can't, you know, at the end of the day, you can really, you, you can only control yourself. You only need to worry about yourself. Some people really get mixed up in all of these things about, oh, well, what if this person doesn't do this? Or what if this person doesn't do that? Or what if they, and this and that, and them and they, and this and they and that? No. Shrink that view to just yourself for a second. What do you need to take care of in this moment? What is important to you in this moment? What is going to bring you peace in this moment? Because I've always said, peace is incredibly valuable. And I think any situation that threatens to take your peace is not a situation that you should be engaged in. At least not until you can regain control and keep it peaceful. You know, we can have a rule in my house right now where... If somebody's at a 10, anybody in the conversation is at a 10, and this is on a scale of 1 to 10 in the like anger category, if anybody is at a 10 in the conversation, it stops right there immediately. It doesn't mean that we're not going to talk about it later. It doesn't mean that we're not going to address it later. It just means that until emotions are back down, we're not going to address this. Because when we're angry and we're upset and tensions are running high and we're all at 10s, Nothing is being received, nothing is being learned, and your stress is through the fucking roof. Going back to my main point of holding boundaries, right? This is the foundation of the episode, by the way, guys. When it comes to holding your boundaries with people that are used to you allowing them to cross your boundaries, it is going to be tough to hold your ground, to say no, and to explain one time why it's a no and why you're no longer allowing this boundary to be crossed. Conditions and needs need to be met before we get to a certain point where you get what you want or I get what I want. It's very, very important for you because it, it's, it's almost like training for your mind. It's training your mind to respect yourself because you're holding, you're, you're saying what you want and then you're doing what you want. You're doing something that is going to directly, directly lead to what you want, right? If you're saying you want peace, And the person that's crossing your boundaries is going to bring the opposite of that, right? And you allow them in, hence disrupting your peace, which is what you initially wanted. It's going to make you feel really defeated. It's going to be really difficult. Now, I said this in my last episode. It can be both paths can be equally as difficult. The only difference is that one path leads to long-term difficulty, while the other is short-term. 
when we allow people to cross our boundaries and we do not communicate why it is that we have boundaries with them for whatever reason and they don't receive that in a positive way it's probably time to reevaluate the relationship that you have with this person. Boundaries are not negotiable. And I'll use this as an example, okay? Because this is a, a common one that a lot of people go through. Mainly women. I mean, I'm sure it happens to men too, but I hear it mainly happening to women. I can't speak from a male perspective. I can only speak really from a female perspective. But Women mainly, right, if they are saying, the woman, we'll, we'll use Jane Doe. Jane Doe is saying that she wants a healthy relationship with a man. She doesn't want to jump into sex. And she wants to get to know this, this, she wants to get to know John Doe, right? Jane wants to get to know John. Okay, that's, that's her goal. And she's known John in the past. Right? And she gets to a point where her and John have the conversation about sex. And she's just like, listen, I really like you. I think you're a great guy. I want to get to know you better, right? But I don't want to jump into anything too intimate because I don't really feel like we're there yet. And John Doe's just like, yeah, but you know, you know I really want to get to know you better. And I feel like I can only really get to know you if I have sex with you. If we hook up, I really want to, I really want to get to know you in that way. I'm really attracted to you. She's like, oh, you know, Jane says, I'm, I'm really attracted to you too. But again, I just, that's not what I want. Well, you know, right. It goes into this big thing of convincing. It goes into kind of twisting of words, maybe a little bit of guilt tripping, Maybe maybe a, a, a hint of a threat. If you don't, I will. And that's only in more extreme cases, but I've had it happen to me before. Now, if Jane is in a position of, I have done this before and I didn't like it, right? And now I have John Doe and I'm trying to get him to understand that this is not the type of relationship that I want with him. I have two choices, right? I had the conversation with him and that's it. Okay. I said, no, I said what I needed, what I wanted. And then John Doe pushes more, but she's again, she's already firm in what she wants. She's already said it. He pushes some more. And then Jane feels weird. She feels awkward. Well, you know, maybe it's okay. And then she does it. And then she feels guilty. She might feel bad. She might feel used. Because it wasn't something that she really wanted to begin with. Because she had a goal, right? But there was pressure there. And she had set a boundary. And that boundary was crossed. So she's communicating her needs and the needs are like, oh, okay. No, no, no. I don't, I don't care what you need or what you want because I want this. And this, I don't want to say this doesn't happen to men because I'm positive it happens to men too in other ways. 
if not the same ways. But you have to understand that if somebody is crossing your boundary in that way, you state a boundary, you state your needs, you state your goals, you state your wants, you state your, um, your deal breakers, right? And it's something that this man or this woman is just like, I don't care because I want this. Then it's time to reevaluate the relationship that you have with that person. And to wake up and understand and realize where you stand in that person's eyes. And it's going to be sometimes very brutal, especially if you really like somebody. But it's important to understand that these moments are not meant to tear you down. They're meant to build you up towards something that's better. Because if you allow people to cross your boundaries, especially people that you've allowed in the past to cross your boundary. So you've told them no, no, no. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you keep telling them no. And they keep trying to come over the fence, right? That's not okay. That's not a person that you should have in your life, long term anyways. And getting somebody to understand that this is a boundary, right? And then again, you have countering. You're going to have in a real life situation, people know this, any adult knows this. And if you haven't gone through this, then this is great. This is, this is a great educational piece for you. They are going to counter. And if they say, yeah, well, this, well, you're saying what you want, but this is what I want. It's like, okay, so then we don't want the same things. We should see people that want the same things as us. You should, you know, I'll see, catch you later. Right? So if, their wants don't align with yours, then okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll go uh, chat with somebody else. It's very simple. If you're stating a boundary, you're stating a want, you're stating a need, you're stating what it is your goal is, and they have mismatched misaligned, opposite goals, wants, or needs as you. And those needs, wants, and goals are pushing past yours as more important in their, in their thought process, then that person probably isn't a good match for you. And it's okay to release it and just say, well, we're not for each other. So again, it's going to be difficult, especially when you have somebody countering you and then using those things and those words to manipulate. Well, you know, you're not giving me what I want. Yeah, I'm not giving you what you want because I don't want the same thing. Now, if we wanted the same thing, it would be a match and it would be fine. But we don't, so it's not, so I won't. <laughs> so you got to see it that way. Try to shift, o- shift over, over your perspective of, oh man, well, he's saying that I'm not respecting what he wants. Just like, no, we just don't want the same thing. And not wanting the same thing as somebody doesn't mean you're disrespecting them. It's disrespecting them if you expect what you want to be more important than what they want. Or if they're expecting what they want to be more important than what you want. That's where you need to, you, you got to shift your perspective over what's important and what's not. Okay. So if you're thinking about this, right, 
again, understand where your wants, needs, and goals align with somebody. If you're stating, I want A, B, and C, and then they're stating they want X, Y, Z, (laughs) that's completely opposite. That's not going to work. That's apples and oranges, man. And I'm not saying you have to find your fucking identical twin or anything. I'm not out here encouraging you guys to find your fucking twins out here. But you have to understand that these things are going to align. It's going to be like a puzzle piece almost. Like milk and cookies. (laughs) Or um, apples and peanut butter. Because that's actually really good. It's a really good combination. I don't, I can't, or peanut butter and jelly, right? So peanut butter and jelly are in no way the same, but they're complementary. You're finding people that have wants, needs, goals, all those things that are complementary to your wants, needs, and goals. You don't want to try to mix fucking orange juice and toothpaste and then be surprised when it's not a very good combination. Okay. So find somebody that has complementary wants, needs, and goals as you. Complementary, not identical, but complementary. It's going to align. It's going to click in place. It's going to make sense. It's just going to make sense. And I can't really describe it any other way than it just fucking makes sense. So understand that When you're in the process of building your boundaries, when you're in the process of understanding yourself more and being able to communicate those things in a firm and clear way instead of beating around the bush, you're going to find that you are going to align with a lot better people for you. You're going to... Just find that shit works out in fantastical ways. The more honest you are with yourself and others in a kind and respectful way, the more complimentary people are going to kind of surround you and kind of slide into your orbit. But if you're constantly in a state of allowing people to cross your boundaries, not being clear with these people, not being honest with these people. Release the fear of what the consequences will be of you being honest. Because if your honesty is going to expel these people from your life, then they probably weren't a really good fit in your life to begin with. Okay? So... Cheer up, Charlie. I promise it's going to be okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Understand that you got you to gotta just be a little lighthearted about this. It doesn't need to be tumultuous. It doesn't need to be painful. It doesn't need to be crazy. It can just be. Like, this is how I feel. And this is how it is. And I'm going to move on. Catch you on the flip side, motherfucker. Literally. It doesn't need to be terrible and hard and miserable. I promise it doesn't. 
I think what holds us back and makes things difficult, miserable, is the internal battle we have with ourselves when we betray our honesty, when we betray ourselves and our boundaries. For people we know don't respect those boundaries or don't respect the sacrifice that we're, that we're making for ourselves or for them, right? The sacrifice that we offer up, right? That, that's a little piece of ourselves, our boundaries, our peace. All those things that we offer up, it, it, it's very, very frustrating because you allow people to cross your boundaries and it's not a fruitful experience. And then you, you're left feeling silly a little bit, right? That's the hardest part here is that we feel very, very icky when we allow these things because it's a betrayal of self when we betray our own boundaries and we, and we allow people to, people that are very conflicting and very, very sometimes toxic into our lives that cause discord because of the things that we sacrifice. And it's not that they're forcing us. It's not a force because there's always a choice. It's the fact that we allow it out of fear of rejection, out of fear that they're going to leave us, out of fear that we're going to feel not good enough. Again, the more honest that you are, the more kind, the more open, the more you learn about yourself, the more people that are complimentary are going to slide into your orbit. They're just going to fucking find you. It's like a magnet. That's why I have my best friend and other people because I've been honest. The, the, I've found that I have great, if not better, relationships with people that I've been honest with than the people that I haven't been just saying whatever's on my mind, being open, being weird, being all those things, right? And voicing when I have an issue. All those things really help to grow and flourish a relationship. I love you guys so much. I will speak to you next week. Bye-bye now.